Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Faster my and welcome to Spotlight. I'm Sarah Hendy and on the programme this week, Leonard Singer, chairman of the Ramsey Music Society, tells us about this season's series of live classical music concerts and composer Dr Martin Ellaby reveals the stories behind the music he composed for the Isle of Man Wind Orchestra. have any creative news you'd like to share with us here at Spotlight, you can email me at spotlight at manxradio.com or message via the Manx Radio Facebook page, website or the Manx Radio app. Leonard Singer, chairman of the Ramsey Music Society, is here to tell us about this season's series of live classical music concerts. We meet at uh, the Ramsey Grammar School West Building uh, monthly between September and March. And uh, I believe that we're the only classical music society in the island that uh, that has regular seasonal a regular seasonal program. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, certainly the only one I know of as having a regular seasonal program. Um, it was the society was founded in 1974 by the uh, by the then headmaster of uh, Ramsey Grammar yeah, School. It was actually right? the head of music. Head of music. Head of music. Yeah, uh, Mr. Jack Pick. And he wanted to fill the gap in the cultural life of Ramsey and uh, make professional standard classical music available to the school students. And then it's gone on from then. And now it's not that got, got that much involvement with the school other than we meet in the school. But we, we do get a lot of encouragement from the school. Normally our artists arrive on a Sunday night. On the Monday morning, uh, 9 o'clock in the morning, we go to the Gram- Ramsey Grammar School and the performers do a piece for maybe 10, 15 minutes for year nine. And then at 10 o'clock, we go across to School Rigori, uh, and the performer or performers then do a piece for the years three, four, five, and six, and they love it. They absolutely love it, they join in. Oh, I bet they do, and yeah. to, to, like you say, to have that standard, um, that standard, that talent on the Isle of Man in Ramsey is well, really yeah, quite incredible. Yeah. Uh, I know one I sat with, uh, a lady a few months ago, just after the concert, she said to me, I cannot believe that I'm hearing such quality music in Ramsey, which is a compliment to us. But, um, yeah, over the years, the, um, the uh, society's had quite famous artists appear. Um, we, uh, our president was the late Colin Horsley, who was an international concert pianist. He lived on the Isle of Man. But we also had people, like we had Julian Lloyd Webber many years ago, I don't think we could afford him now. Um, we had uh, Claire Jones, who was known as the girl with the golden harp. She was the harpist to Prince Charles. Uh, she's been several times. Gary Ryan, he's world-famous guitarist. And um, at the first concert in 1974, a lady came, Polish, I think she's Polish, uh, and I don't know if I pronounce her name properly, Alicia Hidekovich, I think her name was. She was 22 at the time. She gave the first concert. And in nineteen, uh, in sorry, two thousand fourteen, on our fortieth anniversary, she came back at age sixty-two and performed the same concert, which was uh, it was really nice. Wow, that's really, really something. Like that. yeah. yeah. Um, and I suppose um, 
it's it's it, it really shows that one of the society's focuses is to support young musicians early in their careers, and and that's exactly what what you did with this particular individual. Yeah, but we do we do that now, and we have young artists, but often these young artists are well known around the world. Um, you know, from performing in Europe, America, Australia, um, and it's quite. Um, as I say, they they and they come to Ramsey, and it's really quite a coup for us when we can, uh, when we have these people here. One thing I do want to say, uh, can I say at this stage, is that um, we rely and we're very grateful to the Arts Council for supporting us. There was no way we could afford to bring these people to Ramsey um, if we didn't have that support, and they've been fantastic for us every year, and uh, we can't thank them enough for that. I'm sure the Arts Council are also delighted that you're um, introducing such young children in Ramsey to to the talent that you are. And I suppose it means so much more to young people when they see someone perhaps close to their own age who they can identify with, relate to. A role model, but a role model close to their own age to yeah. show that it really is possible. There's uh, future in yeah, music. But it also introduces them to classical music. They, they don't really have any exposure. It's quite interesting. I'll sometimes say to to uh, one of the artists, they may be 22, 23 year old, what kind of music do you like? And they say, what, when, you, when you're relaxing, they say, oh, we like rock music. And, you know, but they're classical pianists and uh, violinists, we have cellists, uh, guitarists, and they're very, very talented. And it's it, we would like more students to come because we don't charge. It's £12 for adults, which is a really good prize to hear that quality. Uh, but students are free. Uh, and we do wish that more students would come and take advantage of that. Yeah, what an opportunity. And I mean, the programme that you have coming up this season, you're already in the swing of things. You've you've had your first concert of the season, yeah. um, but you've got jam-packed season coming up with some really fabulous concerts as well. I've yeah. heard something about four hands on a piano. Yeah, uh, well, this month... On the 15th of October, Monday, uh, we've got uh, uh, Eva Mazurska, who is uh, Polish, a cellist, playing with Emma Abate, who is Neapolitan, uh, piano. Then on the 12th of November, we've got the return of Duo Bizarre. They are four hands on one piano, um, and they are entertaining, playing serious music, but also not so serious music. We always have a Christmas concert. This year it's at St Paul's and it's uh, Russell Gilmore on the trumpet and David Kilgallen on the organ. David's well, well known on the island, but he's here for is here. And it's a bit different because we're having it between Christmas and New Year, so it'll give people maybe when <laughs> well, they give them something to do in in that week. And I hope they'll come along, and it'll be a very um, a mixed program again. And yes, and then in January we have clarinet and piano. February the 18th, we have Yulia Chaplina, piano, so I think she's Russian. And she's recently, when I say they're well experienced, she's recently played with the Russian Symphony Orchestra, the Berlin Symphonetta, the Hiroshima Symphony Orchestra, the Moroccan National Orchestra, and now she's coming to the peak, coming to Ramsey, Ramsey Music Society. <laughs> Wowee, that's... Uh... And then the, final, then the final concert is in March, the season is Daniel Rowland playing violin and Albert Mazurka, guitarist who is also very uh, well known. Well I'm sure they'll be well attended. For people to find their tickets how do they find out more information and um, get hold of their tickets? Well, it's pay at the door £12, pay at the door um, We have a website which is just Ramsey Music Society one word, uh, dot org 
And we also have a mailing list, and I, I mail people out the reminder a few days before uh, the concert, and that is Ramsey Music Society, one word, at gmail.com. So if anybody would like to go onto the mailing list, you know, with all the data protection necessary, um, Ramsey Music Society at gmail.com. Of course, the full programme is also available on the website. The full programme is on, on the website and also details of the artists and what the programme is going to be. And again, we're always pleased that, Radio, that Manx Radio help us with the publicity, so thank you for that. Our absolute pleasure, Leonard Singer, Chairman for Ramsey Music Society. Thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Thank, thank you. Isle of Man Arts Council.
Early in the summer, Spotlight went to the world premiere of the Isle of Man Wind Orchestra's commissioned piece Five Manx Romances by composer Dr Martin Ellaby. We were lucky enough to catch up with the man himself and discover the magic behind the music. I've lived in Manchester since 2001 and I've never been to the Isle of Man. Um, prior to last year or the year before that and uh, my wife who's the principal at the Royal Northern College of Music was over here at the Saint, uh, Port Erin Festival was it? and I thought well here's a good opportunity to come across and stay in a free hotel and have a look at the, at the area I'd also had a letter just prior to this from uh, Michael Morrison in, in the, um, of the orchestra and through Paul Dunderdale, well, I met both of these gentlemen in Castletown on that first trip. So we had a nice lunch and um, sort of battered out the um, deed, the deal and all that sort of thing. And um, what I said to them is my, my normal uh, modus operandi is to soak up the atmosphere, the places, particularly uh, certain buildings or places, mainly... Anything of interest, but something, it could be like the stone circles or things like that. And um, staying in um, uh, Port Erin, we did, uh, we were right next to the Milner Tower. So that was one of the first places I, I actually saw and um, learned a little bit about. Of course, it's in a tremendously evocative place as well, and, and you can't miss that. Uh, at the time, I didn't know that that was the, it wasn't the only one. So there are other, others as well. And... Um, on that first trip, I think I saw the southern part of the island because Paul took me around a few places and we only had a small trip. But uh, we, did, uh, we did get to a certain amount of, of, of the, the places that finally uh, turned up out in the piece. Now, my idea was to get as many potential subtitles as possible. So uh, in the end, uh, I got so many from that trip, I bought a pile of tourist books and things like that. <laughs> Um, main, mainly with pictures in them because then I could, I'd know straight away almost if they were going to appeal to me and I came back again and Paul then took me to the northern bit and filled the, any gaps that I requested rather nicely actually so uh, I think I could say that I had a perfect uh, tour guide with his wife and we went around uh, places like the, the Laxey Wheel which I thought I should see but I wasn't never going to use that because it's just the icon of the Isle of Man and too touristy but it's a superb piece of engineering and it really appealed to me and looking at it from several angles it's it's rather beautiful uh, piece and you get different sort of shadows and reflections and and, and images um, from it of course there's a water is perpetually present as well so it, it had to come in at the end and I thought I can't call it the laxi wheel <laughs> but uh, as I walked up the side of it, there it was, the title staring at me in the face, that it was named after the, the governor or somebody's um, wife, the Lady Isabella. I thought that's a much nicer title, because it's a bit like Stevenson's Rocket, isn't it, then? You know, it takes, it's got style. So that, that one uh, came into the piece. And of, of, then, of course, I, uh, I decided it was going to have five movements and be certain. They gave me a kind of length they wanted for the whole piece. So I knew I, if I broke it up into three, four or five more or less what each movement would have to last for. And I'd kind of break it down from, from that before there's any notes emerge. Then I work on the subtitles uh, and get them into a kind of structure that makes sense. So it might start, say, um, 
It might go fast, slow, fast, slow, fast, slow, something like that, depending on how many movements there are, so that you don't have two fast ones to straight after each other or anything like that. There might be some fun ones in it, which are like scherzo movements, or there might be some more reflective, serious ones, so that there's contrasts of moods as well as of, of places. And bit by bit, the, the final five come to the forefront and they sort of win, and the others just have to go away. But fortunately, because there were more, than, more towers than just the Milner, and there were more stone circles than just the Braid and the other place I went to, and I also didn't want to centre it in any particular part of the Isle of Man in case the orchestra were all from the north and I'd read all about southern parts or something like that. Um, I, I decided that some of these movements could actually amalgamate several sites and have a sort of more generic subtitle to them. So timeless towers can actually uh, refer to many places as can standing stones, obviously. Um, things like the Lady Isabella are very targeted and pinpointed and as, as are the, the fact that I wanted it to, to be bookended with two hills so there was Sky Hill and the Tinwald Hill and things like that which give me uh, all sorts of ideas before any, any music's even started once I've got all this together then little cells of music start to emerge and from that eventually the piece comes what I'm also given is the orchestration because although it's a wind orchestra, it's a very variable uh, scoring. You can have uh, one band that's got two flutes, and then you go to another band in another county, and they've got 16 flutes, no oboes, no bassoons, uh, another band's got a uh, different number. So it's a variable instrumentation. But Paul gave me his strengths and his weaknesses, and we kind of uh, worked it out together how we were going to make it work specifically for this orchestra, for the premiere. And he helped me on um, sort of making a, a version which was very tailored to this particular band. And then I have an orchestration which is a bit more universal, which after tonight, when they've done the premiere, I'll be able to then take elsewhere. Although the, the music is set uh, around the Isle of Man and our, our sacred sites and our tourist spots and um, attractions on the Isle of Man with, with all this history, do you think they could be played by people in different, different places? Do you think people would enjoy playing music about the Isle of Man? Well, on past experience, they will do because my most played piece is called Paris Sketches. And it's, I just wrote it because I um, happen to like Paris quite a lot and I thought of the same approach as this piece, actually. thought of four subtitles and wrote the piece and it's gone... Um, it's been played all around the world. I can't think of any country that's not done that particular work. And the same goes for several other pieces. I, I do like to do what I call my tourist pieces, uh, pieces like uh, Venetian spells and, and works of Paris sketches I just mentioned those kind of things which, which centre on, on places, a Roman trilogy which is an, another Italian type piece and so forth and um, you find that uh, orchestras tend to be directed uh, by their conductors on what they're going to play anyway and they just do as they're told <laughs> to, a, to a great extent and then uh, the pieces can have a universal life but it's a very much a lottery, you cannot uh, sit and predict it or try and make it happen it's a great deal of luck and just how a piece sits in certain places.
it's clear that you're, I mean, you're obviously inspired by scenery, landscapes, environments. I suppose it's quite difficult to sit and compose in those environments, perhaps, um, depending on how you go about it. I mean, do you do you compose on the piano or um, do you, I mean, I've got a friend who composes on Sibelius mostly because that's what works for him. Um, what is your what is your process when you, you sit down to, to sort of try and draw all these elements together and come up with a piece or, um, or the beginnings of a piece anyway? Well, all composers will give you a different answer to this and some will be more or less the same, but I've worked out my own preferred method and I soak up things for start with, whether it's uh, physical from um, the environment or literature or wherever the inspiration may come from. I'm not the greatest person at Allegro and Adagio by itself. I like to have something added to it. You know, as soon as I, I read the Lady Isabella on that um, great uh, wheel, then it was the title and the piece almost comes out of it. It says it to you. So what I do is I, I tend to make some... Um, sketches beforehand uh, on paper with a pencil but they're not detailed, they might have harmonic um, indications etc and so forth, then I go straight to the full score, so I like to write the piece for the orchestration that I'm going to end up with it's also an investment in the final product and it's, it's Sibelius has caused this, so and actually you can play it back, so I've got the finest uh, pianist if you like upstairs to play it for me um, and I'm not in... Um, uh, any distance of a piano at all but that's not that's not the point I think um, it doesn't really matter if you write music and you use all sorts of what you might term as props to help you it's the final product the sound at the end that, that counts uh, a bit like um, how long does it did it take you to write that piece I often get asked well, it doesn't really matter if it's any good <laughs> it's okay if it, if it took you uh, two days it's not a better piece than one that took two years yeah, it's the struggle for the final thing and I can kind of recognise it looks right to me on the page when it's finished but I still at that point do not uh, surrender it to um, being complete so tonight's premiere of this piece will be the time when I make the kind of final assessments and if I feel I need to do any little touches here and there before publication that will happen so as you can appreciate now from the first time that... Um, whoever it was in the band got together and decided they wanted a new piece to approaching who they decided they wanted to that person actually writing it and and, and, and the band playing it. It's quite a, a long process. So it must have been about two years for this. So it can be probably a minimum of that. I suppose I'm also curious to know how, how you discovered that composing was the path you wanted to take. You'd have to be crazy to want to be a composer. I think it chooses you. You haven't got any options. And in my own case, I'm not really a performer either. I mean, I did do a bit of piano. I think I got grade five associated board, and I did, I did trumpet. I quite enjoyed that. I got that to grade eight. But after I got to music college, I let them go, and I concentrated on um, composition. And I, even, I managed to drop the piano in the end and, and did electronics, which I was absolutely awful at, but uh, it meant I didn't have to practice the piano. <laughs> uh, I, I think I, I, just have, I don't have a, a real passion for performance, but I need performance really big time to, to realise my music on my behalf. So, uh, and, I, and I like to... Uh, over the years, I've made a great um, inquiry into 
musical instruments. So I know quite a lot about a lot of them. Uh, there's always more things to find out, and, and with different types of players, you, you have new, different types of experience and so forth. But um, so basically, I'm, I'm purely a um, writing musician. I don't even conduct. I'm, I'm no good at that either. So I think it's a case of horses for courses, that old adage, and I think I, I learned to, to believe in it from an earlier age. piece has been recorded by the Royal Northern College of Music uh, and it will come out in the new year uh, along with uh, four of my other pieces so it'll be an old me CD so to speak but um, that, that, will be, that will be great I, mean, I rather hope that Paul will be able to come over the conductor and, and have a listen and, that, and uh, we'll, we'll see but um, from that point I will then have a what I term a professional recording which I'll be able to use to target other conductors worldwide and other contacts etc and see what happens like I said earlier it's, um, it's a lottery the, the journey of a piece it can be a, a slow starter or a quick starter and then it fades fast or all sorts of things can happen but you've got to you've got to set it to see in the first place and then see what happens so step by step the premiere is, is the first time that a band plays it's always going to be their piece it's their ownership it will their imprimatur will be stamped over both the publication and the recording you'll be able to know where it came from but then after that we all have to let it go when it goes on its its own journey and I'm going to wish it well, <laughs> personally. The music we heard there was Dr Ellaby's work, Paris Sketches, which you can find online. The commissioned piece, Five Manx Romances, is currently in production, but we'll give it a spin as soon as it becomes available. For now, that's all we have time for, but do join me again next Wednesday evening from half past five. Don't forget you can find this week's programme on demand and as a downloadable podcast on the Manx Radio website. Have a lovely creative week. Slend you.